Um, how, what's our opening? It's been three months. God. Hi, everyone. My name is Brandon Patrick. That's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Super Lit Podcast. The Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hi. Guess what? I tricked you. What? Oh, no. We're talking about a movie today. <laughs> oh, shit. Did we watch a movie? <laughs> oh, no. I blocked out for five minutes and then it was over. I mean, it was a five-minute long video. It felt like it was like an indie college film. It felt like a college short film. But with good film but it was an, it was. It said it was an hour and a half, but I don't know if we were there for... I don't we were there for 45 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. All right. So uh-huh. we're talking about the movie They Slash Them. They's are slashing them. The they's were slashing them. Well. Well, do we? Let's get into it. Do we get the killer's pronouns? No. Hmm. We probably did, but we were really blacked out. It was a 20 minute movie. It really was. Um, so we're talking about the Peacock exclusive and by that i mean truly exclusive <laughs> i'm not kidding i paid five dollars to watch this movie i had to download peacock to, to watch it i thought it was on hulu those bastards and it also wasn't just regular peacock like you had to have peacock premium or something mm-hmm. garbage yeah i would rather pay theo germain um literally a hundred dollars personally to their venmo <laughs> and to anyone on this movie um, especially the background characters that got no fucking the background lines. characters that just vaporized into nothingness or something. I don't literally what fuck they got walked off screen and that was it. They walked off set and they were like, "All right, that's all right. We're done now." Um, so this episode is clearly full of spoilers. I know we normally talk about literature on this podcast. This is kind of what we do slash would like to do on the Patreon. Um. But this just came out and it's kind of been a hot topic. It's something we've been saying that we wanted to watch. And I said, why not? And then mm-hmm. we can talk about it. Why not? So let's do it. So the main character of the movie is uh, Theo Germain's character, Jordan, mm-hmm. um, who uh, identifies as they slash them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie kind of starts off with that after an opening scene that I didn't think was going to get explained. But it did in the last minute. We start with the murder in the woods. Yeah, the murder in the woods. The movie starts off with the murder in the woods. We started off strong. We're not doing traditional horror movie. Well, I guess. Yeah. No, I I guess it's like Mm -hmm. a modern horror thing to start with, like a kill. Yeah. Started off with a kill, like literally maybe a minute in. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of the. Well, that's not true. I recognize all of the counselors. I didn't recognize any of the. Actors are playing the younger people, the ageless, nondescript young teens? people. Yeah, they're supposed to be teens. 
Yeah, I think... Um, they all look like they're, like, in their 20s? Yeah. Um, I only recognize Theo because they were in The Politician, which is um, a Netflix TV show that I think is done by Ryan Murphy, which is why you probably would have not watched it. I've never heard of this man, and I certainly would never watch anything he's done. Yeah, so he's an unknown <laughs> actor to you, um, Mr. Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they were on The Politician, which had um, your favorite actor from... Uh, Dear Evan Hansen was in it too. I'm trying to think of the one that was in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Julianne Moore? No, the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Um, Dear Evan Hansen himself. Dear Evan. (laughs) Mr. You're not gay? Speaking of gay, Evan Hansen's not gay. (laughs) He's not? He's not gay. No. What? (laughs) I thought, wait, what is this musical about? It's about him. convincing a family that he was friends with their son who took his own life because he's sad and depressed and he wants to sleep with the, the son's sister. People watched that? It's a, they, people love that. Why? Because they're fucked up. It's a bad... I'd piece. rather pay for two Peacock memberships. A, <laughs> what, I'd rather watch <laughs> They Slash Them again. Yeah. And it wasn't good. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. It was just, like, there. Yeah. It was, like, totally... It was, like, very neutral. Yeah. I think it happened really quickly. I truly think it was a 45... If this was an episode of an anthology series, I would believe that. Oh, that's what it felt like. Yeah, it felt like a modern episode of, like, the new Twilight or, like... um, Oh, like Twilight Zone? Yeah, the new Twilight Zone or, Mm -hmm. like, Black Mirror or something. I feel like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. It's the pacing was so fucking weird the whole movie. They like you could tell that they had these like planned out vignettes that they really wanted to have and like these like really considered shots of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like it was so weirdly paced. I didn't I don't know. I felt like I was like confused about what was going on for most of it. I liked the casting of the characters i the cast was really good i feel like it felt like it the dialogue was bad but the actors were good yeah yeah i don't i obviously have not checked into everyone's background but it felt like um like a, a good amount of casting it felt like people who were queer were in it it wasn't just like hi i'm john blah 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 i'm queer wink John Loblaw. Yeah. And it's like, I'm a trans character. You are? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Look over there. Look over there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. No, as far as I know, there weren't any cis people playing trans characters. <laughs> Thank God. As far as I know. Yeah, I think. Um, Just I looking through my notes. I think that was nice. The, uh, I do have some notes. I feel like the notes I took were more like. Oh, this thing happened at this minute. The first note I had was first kill, really. The first kill, uh-huh. um, as, as soon as I stepped out of their car, uh-huh. I said, you dumb bitch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You never step out of your car. You're in a horror movie, don't you, you know? You never get out of your car ever. You drive would, your car I into your home. never, yeah. And then you die. <laughs> and then you sleep in your car. Yeah. Inside your home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Thank you, Ariana. 
Yeah, that was my first note, which I mean, it's the first kill. I didn't, uh-huh. I'm glad it was later explained, but like it felt like a, a throwaway for a minute. Yeah, no, but I think that's like a modern horror, horror mm-hmm. um, staple. So that like worked. Mm-hmm. That's chicken. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm she's, sorry, my cats love me. They do. She'll she's less uh Yeah. She'll just come in here and scream. Well, also Shadow, like if Shadow wants to get into a room, she will meow at the door. She will not stop. Chicken will she'll get bored. Yeah. What's your first note? Oh yeah, my first note is just about the first kill, and I was like, I hope that gets explained. Yeah. Um uh so the like I feel like the huge issue I had with this movie is that like a lot of the tension that's in the actual movie is mm-hmm. like outside tension that is that is existing because like the audience knows that you're like you're, a U.S. an audience member know that you're watching a horror movie. Mm-hmm. There's like really like classic horror movie like over the shoulder kind of shots. There's lots of like wide shots of characters like kind of clustered in the corner so you have like mm. a lot of empty space which is like a horror movie staple to have like a lot of like space in the shot so you're like okay something's going to be there right mm-hmm. there's something going on in the background yeah you like pull your attention away mm-hmm. um and there was like a lot of like ominous music cues and like obviously oh you mean when, pink well no <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute like obviously like kids who are being like dropped off at a conversion therapy camp are like not going to be comfortable and are going to be defensive, but like, they were like, so like, it's like, they could also hear the music cues mm-hmm. when like the character, cause like the counselors, they try to do like a, like a bait and switch where they like, we're not going to tell you that you like can't be yourself. And like, Oh yeah. You have we're to, not here. We're, we can't make you straight. My note was, uh, why are we here? Yeah. Like it was very like, well, I'm trying to let you put your guard down so that you feel comfortable with us. Mm-hmm. And like, I understand that, but like in theory, that experience wouldn't necessarily be immediately like, Oh, okay. Time to like fight. But yeah. like, because there's like an ominous music cue, you're like, okay, clearly these are bad guys. And we as an audience member know we're watching a horror movie. So clearly these are bad guys. Mm-hmm. It felt like very much like the characters also knew that they were in a horror movie. Yeah. The thing that I'm always joking about, like, don't you know you're in a horror movie? Yeah. Get back in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that was like a huge thing that I was like noticing that in like the tone because it felt like most of the actions of the characters were motivated by the fact that they knew that they were in a horror movie like nothing really quote unquote like bad happened for like probably the first like 20-30 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. and they were already like freaking out but then like tone switched to like them in the cabin and they're trying to like comfort each other and there's a musical number (laughs) Yeah, there's a the, t- so the two weird. horror things that we've watched in the past day have had a musical <laughs> number. One was Dua Lipa, and one was fucking Pink. Pink, what year is it? And a character that I didn't want to have like a redemption arc in the movie immediately got one in that moment. Oh yeah, yeah. I, not really. I mean, this also <laughs> the problem is like none of the char- none of the characters really had like space to do anything. No one had no. a character arc. Theo was the only one that felt like they were getting anything, but like if we're and even that was like nothing. No, and if we're comparing it to like another movie, let's say Scream. If um, you must, yeah, because that's just one that pops in my head. I'm familiar. Um, Dewey doesn't get a lot of character growth in the first one, but also at the same time, 
he has more like depth. Yeah. Than any of the side characters in this, just in general. Literally, there's about five or six characters that have either one or two lines or absolutely no dialogue. Mm -hmm. They're (laughs) literally and figuratively background characters. They are in like the foreground of every shot, or they're in the background of every shot. Yeah. While the main like four or five campers are like in the foreground like they are like actively like standing behind them physically Mm -hmm. in so many circumstances where like they're all having like a group moment but there's just like the the other kids kids just behind them yeah it was so weird like that they were like physically separated i didn't understand that yeah they didn't have any dialogue Mm -hmm. like you couldn't you didn't have to have like 12 campers you could have just had like six kids there (laughs) yeah i think I feel like they did it just to fill it out to be like, oh, all these kids are going to die. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe. But I also, I feel like they were just like a like wasted character because yeah. it felt like they weren't involved in the same movie at all. So like, no. let's say Leon in the Welcome to Raccoon City movie <laughs> was in a different movie than every other character that was in that movie. Well, he was. Um, and the, those background characters felt like they were in a different, they were in a camping movie. There's like, there's like a moment where they have like the, or they have like the first like group therapy session mm-hmm. and they're like, go, they're supposed to be going through every character and they're like, have like a little, like one or two line, like the major, the more focused characters have like a little bit more dialogue, but like the smaller of the camp, smaller characters of the campers had like at least one or two lines. And then mm-hmm. again, the background characters just had no dialogue. And that was yeah. like the perfect opportunity to give them just like at least you one. You can literally give them like one or two lines just in that scene. Yeah. And like to establish something and then like have them interact with the other characters at all. And they would make it like more reasonable, but they literally were like NPCs. Yeah. Like, it's like we fuck? got the like, let's say the five like main kids. Uh-huh. They repeated kind of what they were like looking to get out of this, this experience in the group Mm -hmm. therapy, they like said it the same way multiple times. Yeah. Like where it would bounce between, between them to like reiterate, like this is how they feel. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, just like very strange that we didn't get like a splice of like, one of the random background characters. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so they're just going to die and we're not supposed to care. Yeah. Because that's what you that You can have felt. that in movies. Like, it's expected to have, like, a red shirt in, like, a mm-hmm. horror movie that's just going to die. That's fine. Yeah. But, like, you need to establish that they're, like, at all... That you're like, supposed to care about it. Yeah. Like, I don't... How am I supposed to care about the NPCs getting stabbed if I've <laughs> not been introduced to them? Well, that's the thing. We're not... We're, we don't they don't yeah so like it's i just stupid. i just don't know how to feel about that um i think also the one thing about this that i like is that there is like trans non-binary representation here there's sure there's like femme that's like the bare minimum yeah it's still a movie <laughs> that that occurred in so it i would like to tip the hat to say like, oh, you actually, you did the bare minimum of casting a, a trans person in this role, a non-binary person in this role. Good job. Good job. You did the thing. Um, because I guess it's really easy to cast Emma Stone in any of those roles or 
as a Hawaiian woman. She's a Hawaiian woman. She is. Know? I forgot. And Scarlett Johansson is an Asian woman. I forgot. She's an Asian android. Yeah. Or whatever. And uh, the guy from those not Harry Potter movies is a trans woman. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also Hilary Swank is a trans man. It's, yeah. I forgot about Boys Don't Cry. Never forget about Boys Don't Cry. Um, but yeah, that's just like something that plagues Hollywood. And I'm glad that it didn't necessarily plague this movie. Because it was a Peacock original. Yeah. Um, and granted, I feel like Peacock is not the network I look to to be like, I oh, they're going to... I literally can't think of anything Peacock has done recently. that, Like, I feel like people ha- who have subscribed to Peacock... Would not subscribe- want... Well, no, they subscribe to it because they love, like, The Office, 30 Rock, mm-hmm. and let's say they're in Parks and Rec. Yeah. They love shows that came out 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. And they like to rewatch those and they're exclusive to Peacock. And I don't think that they have anything else going on right now. Do they have other things? The new queers folks. So this is a weird thing. Like Peacock is somehow putting out like queer, like television slash movies that I wouldn't wouldn't expect that of them. What else are they doing? Queers folk. The new queers folk is coming out. Yeah. Um, I saw that and I was just like, oh, which means weren't Queer Spoken the L Word on the same network? I don't know. They were both on Logo when I was growing up. HBO? Were they on HBO? No, they were on Showtime. Showtime, okay. Yeah. So is Peacock owned by the same network as Showtime? I don't think so. Showtime still exists. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like. I mean, all the fucking companies. I don't look at the same company that created 30 Rock to give me. Um, any sort of queer experience, <laughs> the, not even once. The yeah, the network that gave me Thirty Rock and just quietly deleted all the episodes that have blackface in them. I really look to them for representation and diversity. It's just like very weird. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah, Peacock is like a weird amount. It's like even stranger than like Discovery Plus because at least Discovery Plus has like the. Oh, home. you mean HBO Max? Well, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, well, yeah, fuck, whatever the fuck. We're, it's all going to be one Ugh. mega streaming service. Apple TV. We're doing cable too, okay? Listen, yeah. we're doing cable too because Disney is getting a ads version soon. Disney Plus is coming out with an ad version. And then you have to pay more to have ad free. Netflix has been talking about adding ad. We're doing cable part two. No, but uh, I, <laughs> I think also um, if you look at, let's say like Paramount, Paramount has one of the largest queer, like, TV shows. Survivor. So, yes. <laughs> Drag Race. Survivor. Survi- <laughs> comma, parentheses, Survivor. Survivor, but it's all Drag Race contestants. Give me that, please. Trinity I'm manifest- would die immediately. Oh, my God. Anyway. Flotation device. Anyway. <laughs> um, no joke. It's just very strange to me that, like, Paramount Plus, let's say, has all that gay shit. And then every other show is like, men with guns, cops. Do you want cops with guns? What about men with guns? What about- Guns with cops. Guns with cops. Have you heard of babies with guns with cops? We got you. Like it's like, that is literally all of the programming. (laughs) On Paramount? Yes. Remember we made the joke that like everything is like an army cop, (gasps) whatever. That's true. They have all those like, yeah, it's like all copaganda and all like weird military propaganda because it's all like the Navy SEAL, that weird Navy SEAL show that David Bornes is on now. It's it's got It's got every version of 911. It's like, yeah, all of those. It has all the S. 
like NCIS's. Or- it has that, but also that TV show Evil, which is about like the church fighting Satan. The gays? No, just Satan this time. He's not gay, sadly. What the inaccurate historically inaccurate speaking of speaking of uh lucifer only um having one uh man that he sees uh-huh. and the, the litany of women that he sees on the tv show uh lucifer uh-huh homophobic anyway um <laughs> yeah it's it was just uh very surprising um if this had been like a tv show like a eight episode situation sure maybe like each day was an episode that they were there that was another thing i have no idea how much time passed in that movie it was like three days like three days three four at most it felt like that was everything happened in act three yeah literally nothing happened for the first two parts of the movie no and then suddenly everything happened in like 20 minutes someone literally hit the nitro on that shit (laughs) nitro yes really um I, what was my other note? Oh, yeah. Also, I understand why this happened, but as soon as they showed the dog, I knew he was going to die. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be because of the killer, but no, it's a masculinity exercise. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. What? Yeah, because they have to prove that the bad guys are bad because they weren't they weren't bad people for running a conversion camp and like abusing children but they hurt an animal so now they're bad yeah like what (laughs) um i just as soon as they said that i was like wait (laughs) that scene from community where she was like listen i will stand i will i'm fine with this but i draw the line i'm I'm fine with racism racism, but but i draw the line at animal abuse yeah it's that it's that um shadow just activated when you said big eyes oh she got big eyes um but i to me that seems very strange because i feel like when i think of hunters i think of them also having like hunting dogs yeah so like i can't imagine one of them the whole scene is like oh am i a hunter or a predator situation um and men are are born killers and they need to be ready to kill things. Yeah. And the whole thing, like, who's my kid? So like them leading in to say like, Oh, who's my killer? Who's my killer? And it being Theo's character, Jordan, who like steps up Uh there to me, it felt like they were painting Jordan as the masked killer that we've been seeing. Oh, I didn't even think that I did. But also at the same time, I was like, how is that possible? If, um, Jordan saw the killer in the woods at one point. Yeah, exactly. So, so I was like, oh, is there two of them? Yeah, always. I've screamed brain rot. Murder boyfriends. Yeah. Never forget the murder boyfriends. Um, I think that scene would have been more effective if, because the, like, the energy was right. Like, I think that that was the right moment for the tension to build, because I think, like, up to that point again mm-hmm. it was like all external tension that was like the scene where like i felt like they because there was like suddenly a montage of them doing like of like weird wilderness exercises or whatever like doing obstacle courses and shit mm-hmm. and that felt like really weird and out of place well that was immediate and it pissed the one guy got pissed off because theo was like helping the like femme yeah like climb they were, like, over something helping each other do things yeah um but like the pacing is very odd i think that like that's the shooting range scene was like the one point where i'm like okay this is where the tension should be Mm -hmm. i don't i mean i don't know i don't 
think it was unnecessary. I think that scene was like maybe I did cover my eyes and ears for the entire part. So like I actually don't know what I'm talking about. I but um I think that had purpose, but I think that it was completely like diminished by the fact that like two scenes before we had like a whole moment where like Jordan got out of bed for no reason broke into the office for like i mean obviously again you're in a conversion camp you don't feel safe so you're like but like it didn't there was never like an established thing beforehand like the movie starts at camp yeah there aren't parents there's no no, nothing is establishing how they got there Mm -hmm. so you don't have like a scene where like jordan is like defiantly like i don't want to be here and i'm going to try to leave as soon as possible Mm -hmm. they just like are like, oh, let me just wake up in the middle of the night and go into the office and find a bunch of stock photos. Yeah, because they're like, I feel like something's going on here. And then that's it. And it's like, but yeah, we're like a conversion no therapy. Reason to, yeah, it's like, well, duh, but also like, there's no reason to think that anything like more malicious is happening. Other than it being a conversion therapy camp. Right. Uh, yeah. With the caveat always of you're at literally. Comma, parentheses. Yeah. But like, it just didn't make sense. So they like went to the office, found a bunch of like stock photos of like kids with black eyes. Oh my God. It was terrible. It was so badly done. It was supposed to be like really dramatic and it just looked awful, but it was like, I guess meant to be like documentation of like stuff over the year. I'm like, but I can't tell what any of this is. Like some of the kids look like they're like sort of dressed in the fifties. Like mm-hmm. what? There's no, there's nothing establishing anything. Like you could have found like a book that had like dates or yeah. something. There was like no well, there, there was the presence one, of time. There was the one photograph that showed the Whistler camp and it was like 1920. Okay. So they showed that. You might have looked down at your phone at that point, but just taking notes about how stupid the stock yeah, photos looked. Jordan saw that photo and was like, oh, mm. like this has been going on forever. Yeah, yeah. my guy. Yeah, duh. Um I think that scene would have been much more effective if it had happened after the shooting range scene because that like that I think is where the like the mm-hmm. tension should have broken of like oh something, something even more here. fucked up is happening here. Yeah. And then you can start to get suspicious and start snooping. Yeah. But the fact that like we start the movie like constantly suspicious suspicious, like always on edge, like the tension was at the same level the whole movie. Yeah. And that's just like not good for anyone. No. We like started at like a seven and we kind of stayed there. Yeah. I think we ended at an eight. Yeah, maybe. Um, I also am never good at calling who the killer was, and I was able to do it for once. Astounding. Yeah. Um, because I literally was like, well, it has to be this person. Right. But I feel like the speed of the movie was a little strange. Um, I l- liked maybe two of the characters ish yeah i feel like i i wasn't allowed to like them because i was also like not given enough info on them okay i liked the performance of the camp counselor so much better than any of the kids Mm -hmm. because they actually had like character to them yeah like the what's her face cora Mm -hmm. she had she was like yeah she was on like the edge of being like terrifying she did a really good job actress did an amazing job with Mm -hmm. what she was given and that could have been so good but it just like wasn't pushed far enough and like none of the kids like had dimension to them like again Mm -hmm. the actors were good but there was just like nothing there there were just like hollow 
like caricatures of like okay here's like the black trans woman here's the non-binary kid here's like the lesbian um like from the suburbs here's the asian with colored hair who's bisexual like it was here's the jock like the jock who's like homophobic also Mm -hmm. like has like internalized homophobia yeah um it was very like the kids just felt like nothing and the only like the counselors were like leaning into something but it like wasn't quite there it needed to be campy it needed they needed to lean into it it should have been a comedy it should have been a horror comedy or it should have had some comedy to it like it needed to have camp it needed more but i'm a cheerleader and it had nothing i think it needed more scream it needed more comedy it it needed to lean (laughs) i guess yeah i think it needed to just lean further into a direction it was just so it was like baseline everything was like neutral I, I'm just afraid that this is the only kind of this movie we'll get. Where, yeah. Like, here's a almost entirely, like, queer, I'm assuming, like, queer horror movie. Mm-hmm. That's, like, produced by, like, a mainstream media, like, company. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, because the, it, the it would only... be a shame if this is the one that we get for the next couple of years. They need to make a camp version. It needs to be a horror comedy. We need, like, to lean... It needs to lean into anything because it just wasn't good enough. I think that also the issue is is that... not. I really don't want to compare the two things because it's not fair to either of them, but I think because we read a conversion therapy camp book that is... That had the caricatures that I was looking for. The very well done thing but like the jokes that were like, oh, I'm a queer... Like, I'm a black trans woman. I could do this thing in heels. Like... Uh Uh, now we're doing this yeah okay like that that sounded like it was written by that line would have landed if the movie was campy and it was stupid it would have landed it would have been because they would have been like self-aware that it is like a completely pandering bullshit line yeah it would have made sense yeah it just it because we read something that literally is like it falls into this category of like conversion camp full of queer people. Mm -hmm. The counselors are terrifying. One of them is more scary than the other because she's unhinged. Like that's what Cora felt like she was going to be. She was so close. That actress could have done that. She, I think if we actually ever get a turn to your son's movie, honestly, we should cast some of the people that are in this movie. Yes. They would do it. And like, that's the thing. Like it's such a shame that like, this is the version of this kind of story that we got. I'm sure we'll get it somewhere else. I think that there's, we're going to get more because this was made for, it was like basically a made for TV movie because Mm -hmm. Like where where we are with media is like stuff that goes straight to streaming networks that are basically television networks like Peacock, Paramount, blah blah blah. Yeah. That's a basically a made for TV movie. Yeah. So I think that there's like I think we got stuff going on because horror has definitely been like elevated significantly in the last couple of years. But yeah. like it's just like it was just so it was so nothing. There was nothing happened. It wasn't pushed far enough. It was like yeah. I don't know if, like, the writer was, like, scared to push it too far because they didn't want to, like... Or if the network was, like, you got to pull this back. Yeah, like, I don't know if it was him being, like, I don't want to, like, make this too niche, like, quote-unquote too niche because the gay community is so small. Mm -hmm. Um, So tiny. (laughs) We're so little. We just, like, you really have to make sure that it's, like, is 
it, you make media that's also for straight people when mm-hmm. you're making things for gay people. But um, like, I don't know if it was that them being too overly cautious or if the network was like strangling them and it was like, you have to pull it back. He's yeah. also none of the kills were on screen. No, I'm watching was rated a horror, MA. I'm it was rated PG 13. Oh, it was? Yeah. What were we watching that's MA? Oh, the Drag resi- Race? The resi- well, yeah. No, Trinity the Talk on Drag Race? Yes. When there are the- all of the pit crew members? Yeah. And- no, we were watching the Resident Evil show. That oh. is MA. Yeah. So, like, none of the kills were on screen. We had, no. like, shots of stuff. There was one. There's one. There's shots of, like, aftermath and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm all here for, like, special effects, practical effects. I want to see, like, the prosthetics on people. I want to yeah. see that shit. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's literally, like, it cut away every time, and you just saw, like, blood splatter on a wall, like, every yeah. single time. It was, like, so, I was, like, again, you're literally giving us nothing. I don't understand what it is with, like, a horror movie showing you the dead body, but not showing me what happened to the dead body. That's like the TV edit. That's like yeah. the way that you would see screen if, scream if you're watching it on like CBS. Mm. So like, okay, I hate to bring this up. The first iteration of Pretty Little Liars. So on ABC, <laughs> no! no, run with me here. Okay. On ABC, there were a lot of deaths on that show. Sure. But not as many as the new one in terms of the amount of time that it's been on. Uh-huh. The old one, you see like someone buried like buried underground yeah you see someone dead in a box you see someone in a trunk of a car i'm gonna get pushed out of a clock tower yeah so like you see that stuff happen uh-huh and then you see the body uh-huh you don't necessarily see like the knife go in and rip and like this and that yeah the new tv show you see someone get literally asphyxiated in a shower curtain oh, God. by someone and like held up uh-huh while it's happening uh-huh you see someone like and they're live, their own lives. You, uh-huh. you, like, you see these things. Yeah. And it's it's weird that, like, HBO Max took this, like, a, the original thing and gave us, like, a much more gruesome version of it. Uh-huh. And it feels like... The gritty reboot. Yeah. It, very Riverdale. But it feels like with this... And I I guess because I'm watching that, I'm like, I'm seeing the deaths happen. Yeah. That I'm watching, like, an actual, like, horror movie. Yeah. That's meant to be, like, scarier. Yeah. On many different levels. Yeah. And the murders are happening off screen. Yeah, no, I hate, I hate it. It's not, it's not a <clears> horror <throat> movie. This, it felt like a weird, schlocky, made-for-TV movie, but, like, in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the horrors of conversion therapy are scary enough. Like, but do even I need... that we didn't lean into enough. There was yeah. like two scenes of like therapy of like them talking I, to the kids. Rough. Those were the scenes that were like actually like okay, maybe there's something here. There's like some bones you can like kind mm-hmm. of build on. But even that, like, th- not really. I don't yeah. know. Like, it wasn't. It was like fucked up and you know, whatever. Just because like if you understand like the context of it, but like, it's like not, it wasn't scary. It's not horror. No, it could be worse. Scream Queens is scarier than this. Scream Queens is scarier. Yeah. Yeah. She dies and then wakes up and then sends a tweet, tweet out that says, I've been murdered. Facebook message. Yeah. It's a Facebook (laughs) message or a tweet. And then she dies again. Yeah. Iconic scenery. She looked at the scenery had a nibble and said, you know what? I'll have the rest. And then ate the scenery. She looked at the scenery and she went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the boy who lived. Come to die. <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> anyway, um, now that it's midnight. <laughs> uh, let's go. We need a palate cleanse with some drag race. Yeah. Sure. Listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay $5 to see this, but. I don't think you should pay anyone to see this movie. No, I would literally rather Venmo the actors from this movie mm-hmm. because then they would get money from it. I just like. Can that be an option now? Like, can we have the actors like Venmo's up, and I can I would rather pay them the money than like yeah the AMC I'm, not I'm going mad to. Mad that like it's not even like the movie was bad. It was just no. like nothing. Yeah, that's the thing. I I feel like <laughs> because be, it would be better if it was a bad movie. Yeah, I feel like if it was a bad movie, I would it would turn the way of like i just like any other horror movie that like suddenly becomes like so like weird niche that like it becomes appreciated and it's like awful but like i can't stop watching it yeah so like me with any tv show this is so awful yeah yeah exactly like that well that wasn't like awful no it's the worst show ever no one should watch it it's my favorite show on television (laughs) (laughs) why do queer people love things that are so bad I just love Lana Perilla. Yeah, I mean, have you ever looked upon a woman before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> if you could turn around and leave the room just so they get the credit for the movie being played, cool. Yeah, maybe. Um, but also, don't download Peacock television thinking you're going to get this for free like I did. Because oh, yeah, it's very... not even like included in like a regular like Peacock no. sign-in. You have to... At, you have to pay additionally to watch it. Yeah. On top of everything else. Yeah. On top, and you know what that is in and of itself? Crime. Homophobia. <gasps> Tina Fey, I'm holding you accountable. Yeah. Amy Poehler, you're on, you're on thin ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds correct. Yeah. yeah. So I'll play Tina Fey for this one. Yeah. So, I mean, I could, if I had not watched it, I probably would have been like, oh, I have to watch it. Well, I was so excited because when this first came out, they were talked like the initial like summary of it was that it was going to be like a campy horror. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go. And then they just like completely banned on it. And it's completely serious. All like a hundred percent. Like it took itself way too seriously. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. As much as we don't like Ryan Murphy, I will say that when he says he's making a campy TV show, like Scream Queens, he makes a campy TV yeah, show. Yeah. Most of the, my friends who have seen this have basically just been like, I hate to say it, but Ryan Murphy would eat this shit up. He oh, absolutely. absolutely this. It's like, yeah, I would have watched, I will watch one Ryan Murphy thing if he does this, if he redoes this movie and makes yeah. it better. One Ryan, the Ryan Murphy. Murphy cut. It's not a treat, but I'll, I'll, I'll have it anyway. I'll have it as a snack. As a snack. Yeah. Not a treat. Just yeah. a snack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, We've been talking about they, them. How many peacock feathers would you give out of five? One and a half. I'm saying two and a half. Because I will say um, I have a crush on Theo. Everyone was cute. Yeah. Listen, everyone was cute. Kevin Bacon still is very handsome. He was eating the scenery. He was really leaning into the role. He was giving it to us. I will say when he yells, he needs to yell more. When he was like, shoot the dog, boy. I was like, is that even your full volume? He's not a very loud man. He's not. He's pretty quiet. He's also the idea of him being, being like a little. He's very good at being like scary, but he's whispering at you like yeah. that kind of scary. That's his like forte when he does like when he's done like horror in the past and yeah. like thrillers. Mm-hmm. He's very much the like I'm not yelling, but I am going to kill you, and it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. 
I'll, just like the idea of his character being like mm. a, a little gay wink. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, I kind of hate that. Yeah. I kind of hate the like, Oh, the homophobes are just like closeted gay people. And that's why they're homophobic. No, some people are just pieces of shit. Well, they went, the point is that they went through conversion therapy and they got out on the other end and now they're straight and they can control their urges. Don't see, we already have, but I'm a cheerleader. Yeah. I'm going to go watch, but I'm a cheerleader. We need a RuPaul tonight though. A different RuPaul. RuPaul is in, but I'm a cheerleader. I know, know, but we need a different RuPaul. (laughs) One who isn't exactly that character. (laughs) Oh, come on. We got RuPaul. We got Natasha Lyonne. Mm-hmm. We got that... Slimy lesbian. We got the slimy lesbian from the 90s. What the fuck is her? Clea Duvall. Yeah. Uh-huh. Though, I, you know what? She did that terrible Christmas movie, so I'm mad at her still. And then... It was her first thing. Listen, Let her have it. No, absolutely not. That movie was the worst movie I've ever seen. That movie was worse, worse than, than this? this? Oh, absolutely. Because that movie pissed me off. Why? Oh, I can't get into I it. I didn't watch it. It's terrible. We'll watch it this holiday season. I will never watch that and movie we can, again. And we can no. scream an episode You can watch it. it and I'll still talk about it. I'm never watching that movie again. Okay. It was actually harmful. All right. It's actually <laughs> it's actually harmful. Oh, oh yeah. We just watched a movie about conversion therapy. And no, and the, other movie movie is harmful. the other movie that was marketed as a queer rom-com was worse. Jesus Christ. More damaging to the queer community. Oh, my God. <laughs> or was it just more damaging to the lesbians? Sure, they're part of the queer well, community. I know. I know that. What do you think the L stands for? Um, lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> why did I? Why did we both say lasagna? Because we're the same person. <laughs> I feel like I had more. I had another thing I wanted to say real quick before we wrapped up, but mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I lost the plot. I think the movie lost the plot too. Well, the movie didn't even have a plot to be honest. Okay, well, my name is Brandon Patrick. That's Sophie Green. I'm uh, angry. <laughs> And you've been listening to the Super Lit Podcast. One day we'll read books again. We have to. We haven't. We have. We have so many lined up, actually. We do. We we have the honeys coming up. We also have a book that was sent to Who's us. Who's that written by? Miss um, Honey herself, Ryan Masala. <laughs> we have Small Angels by uh, Lauren Owen that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to Ireland, so... We're going to talk about Ireland. Yeah, we're going to talk about me in Ireland. What's that other book that we bought? Um, it is called... Um, when we went to the... Conventionally Yours. Yes. And then The Passing Playbook. Yes. And then The Honeys. Yes. All right. Well... We've got so much on the docket. Get excited, kids. Yeah. Um, we, maybe we can wrangle Ryan LaSalle again. I think he would let us uh, bother him for approximately a one hour, nothing more. Yeah, I think that could happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My name is Brennan Patrick. That's Sophie Green. And you're listening to the Super Lip Podcast. Uh, Hi.